order in the courtroom. We gather for the entire Chatter Podcast listener base versus Chuck Walter. Witness Houdini is called to the stand. One of the saddest and most despicable things that we've seen, I've had family, friends reach out, um, showing their disgust. I mean, when you list off shrimp cocktail, yogurt and berries and chicken salad, it's uh, it's tough to come back from. It's tough as a show. It's tough as a buddy of yours to, to be, you know, a co-host and watch you go down this rabbit hole. So we're all just praying for you, and hopefully we can get back on track. Chuck, I hereby pronounce you sentenced to three weeks, no podcasting. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. And with that, welcome back into the chatter. A long three-week hiatus after I gave myself time out. Honestly, 15 people, 15 human beings reached out to me and asked who the hell raised me with my MySpace top five foods I could eat forever. And I agree. The more I think about it, shrimp cocktail, I was put on the spot, Houdini. Here's the deal, everyone. I'm giving you all a proposition here. We will do a live show every day for an entire week if we can get 30 additional five stars by next Friday. And you say, well, that's impossible, Chuck. We want the shows anyway. We want the full week anyway. It's not impossible. We see the numbers. We have the clientele to do it. Make it happen. Make it happen. Five-star reviews and leave us a comment saying, Chuck is a codfish. Shrimp cocktail. Anyways, March is here. And there's something about March, man. I, I picture perfect brackets, Bearcats hoops, the weather turning warm, spring break shooting hoops on the driveway after a cold January and February did not allow me to do that, except for in the, in the coat. You know how hard it is to shoot in the coat, man. That's a story for another day. I think of Shamrock Shakes, getting way too drunk drinking green beer at 8 a.m. That's what I envision. But the Instagram versus reality, and unfortunately reality is a bracket that's busted by day two, a week's worth of snow, zero Shamrock Shakes, but Houdini, at least it's not February. Welcome into March. March, man. It's uh, it's the best time of the year. Best time of the year. Unfortunately, we got to figure something out as a city because it doesn't look like we're going to have Xavier. doesn't look like we're going to have our beloved Bearcats in this year. So we got to figure out a squad to root on. Um, and you're right. The it, it feels great going in, but if you get your bracket busted in the first two days, which I did last year, and I think the year before that and the year prior. It it just ruins everything. And I'm not the guy. You're a coward if you make, like, 12 brackets. You got to stick with one, maybe switch up slightly on a second one. But it can get ugly quickly. It, yeah, as much as we love this time of year, it can get ugly quickly, and I'm praying it doesn't happen. I think we've done our homework. We're going to win a uh, perfect bracket this year, me and you, Chuck. Well, we are, and you got you to listen to our guy, Ken Palm. Everybody loves Ken Palm. Here's Ken Palm's secret sauce, the secret formula to picking the bracket and winning some money in your challenge this season. Since 2015, every team that has won a title has had a top 20 defense and offense in the Ken Palm rankings, except one. That would be the Baylor Bears, who was 22 in defense when they won the uh, 21 title. So if we use that formula, here are your title teams. Houston. Connecticut, Arizona, Tennessee, and Auburn. No Gonzaga, Houdini. I know you like to pick the Zags. 
No Gonzaga. Those are your five teams. What do you think? We don't know if Gonzaga is going to get in. I don't know what I'm going to do with my bracket this year. I feel like this has come up so much this year specifically, this Ken Palm stat. Like, I've seen it all over Twitter, Instagram, that somebody out of the absolute clouds is going to win it this year because everyone's going on this metric. And, I mean, honestly, if this isn't that insane. It's basically saying, yeah, one of the one seeds or two seeds is going to win the tournament. It's like, all right, yeah, it's usually how people pick a bracket anyway. So none of this is shocking. I don't know if Ken Palm has rewritten this, the you know, the formula for how to pick a bracket. Um, I'd prefer to see like something that told me what the elite eight's going to be. That would narrow it down for me. Okay. Like what conference is the, the 13 seed going to come out of or where, you know, what makes them statistically most likely to advance as a mid-major something like that. Come on, Ken. I know he's got more formulas. Ken's on, always Ken. got more formulas. Give us the secret sauce, Ken. Okay? Give us the secret sauce, Ken. What? Well, here's the deal, Houdini. That means Purdue, your beloved Boilermakers. I know you're a big fan of the Boilermakers. Oh, they're gone uh, with that metric. They're 22 on adjusted defense. So they're out of the mix. Alabama's way well, out of the mix Zach with Eady's the 99th ranked defense. Duke's out of the mix. North Carolina's out of the mix. And Zach Eady, um is still in the mix, despite the, uh, the, the the photo that circulated during our last show. That's how long it's been. Avidi, seven foot two, grabbing some sativa. Apparently it wasn't him. It definitely, yeah, it definitely wasn't him. But, I mean, I know how serious Ken Palm takes that type of stuff. He does have that in part of his analytics is how much pot is being underage consumed by players on each roster. That hurt Purdue immensely in his rankings. But yeah, dude, I think we all saw Purdue. Was it Purdue? Did they lose in the did they lose in the first round last year? Yeah, they, they yeah they lost first round to a team that yeah. had their locker room in yeah. their in their um, or, or excuse me their film room in their like restroom where their showers were. That's where they watched film. It was fairly Dickinson. And apparently in the last, like, eight months, donors collected enough quiche to get them out of the restroom, shower area, as you call it, and into an actual film room. But, yeah, that's the team that took down Purdue last year, Fairleigh Dickinson. Remember their coach? He was all over the place crying, sobbing on national TV. He was a hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that, and that just proves it. I was gonna, I was getting ready to say just in general, um, the – as much as I love March and, you know, picking the bracket, the, the whole, the first two days is probably the best 48 hours in sports across any league. But I couldn't tell you, like, typically it's like, yeah, I can tell you who was in the ASC NFC championship last year, or the Super Bowl the year before it mixes all together for me when we're talking March. Like, I'm no. like, wait a minute, what year? The years. Oh, I I'm a hero. I'm a hero, man. Give, give me, give me a year and I'll go back in my mind and potentially figure it out. I'm better old school, like 01 to 09. I'm fantastic, but give me a year. I'll figure it out right now on the spot. All right, we'll, we'll do one that's probably easier for you. 20 year we graduated college, 2015. 2015. That would be Kentucky, Wisconsin, Duke, and Kentucky lost to Wisconsin. Duke beat, ooh, this is a tough one. Who the hell did Duke beat that year? Um, I'm going to go with, it wouldn't be Louisville. Uh, wouldn't be UConn. Uh, you're pulling it up. I- I'm gonna go. God, would it be Michigan State? Would I, uh... Michigan State? Oh, I said it. Michigan I literally State. said it. How about that? I named all four. Give me another year. 
Give me another year. This is fun. I, I think the listeners are really going to enjoy this. Give me one more year. Uh, we'll do 2019. 2019. 2019. So I got to go back into a place in time. Now, uh, not 1920, obviously. No, no. <laughs> yeah, 1920. Give me the 1920 Final Four. No, so Bearcats won. 20, yeah. I guess technically this would be the 2018-2019 season. All right, so the year before that, yes, the year before that, that was the tournament where uh, it was Mick Cronin's last tournament with Cincinnati. Um, Tennessee did not make it. They had a very good team. All right, so let's go back to me working in Lexington. That was the year that Kentucky lost to Auburn. So Auburn was in the Final Four. Auburn played uh, Virginia, and Texas Tech played, um, God, Auburn, Virginia, Texas Tech, uh, there's three. I can always give you three, which is still impressive. I forget who Texas Tech played that year. Well, you're not going to be shocked. January, February, Izzo. Izzo. Literally, all you got to do is guess Izzo. That's that's why I'm yeah. not getting all fours, because yeah. I refuse to believe that Michigan State's a contender, and they always make it. See, yeah, I like God, Michigan State. I feel like they weren't even good like any of these years, but they just wound up in the Final Four. That might be a sleeper. Izzo is due this year to get into a Final Four. I feel like it's been like five years since. Yeah, twenty. This I think this might be the last time he did it. Twenty nineteen. All right, give me one more. Give me an older one. All right. Well, this do, is gonna be the entire show. You're just gonna do, get throw out like every year yeah, and be like, fuck. yeah, Chuck is stump the yeah. Schwab, stump the Chuck. Yes, seriously. Uh, 2008. Oh, oh, I got it, baby. I got it. It was Ohio State with Greg Oden. It was Florida. Um, who did Florida beat? Who did Ohio State beat? We have stumped the Schwab. I love it. Chuck has been officially stumped. You're a year. I think you're either you're a year early or you're late on this one. So damn it. You're gonna you're gonna get pissed. This was uh champions, Kansas Jayhawks, Matty O'Chalmers. And like I think it was like Brandon. Oh, Rose so it was Memphis. Guys. So it was it was Memphis, yep. it was uh North Carolina, it was correct. Those two correct. Kansas and those are correct. UCLA. I think UCLA, I say, yeah. I Russell Westbrook, like a, Kevin Love. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I got my years at Hooters during this. For the first time in my life, uh, I Jordan was... Farmar, I think, might have been playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this one okay. rings a bell. Okay. What a day yeah. that was. What yeah. a day. Luke Umba Mute. How can you not love Luke Umba Mute? What a good team. Anyways, uh, enough of that. Fun little experiment. Stump the Chuck. Took a few times to stump the Chuck. Um, Marquette. They're not in that list. They they do have a really good team this year. Will be one of the better seeds in the NCAA tournament. But they got some hijinks going on right now. This was tweeted from Simon Charles, a blue check mark with the Twitter name S. Charles NFL, and a picture of some old man that makes him look like a legit reporter. And he says, BREAKING in all caps. After failing three of his midterm exams, Marquette guard Tyler Kolick has been suspended for the remainder of the regular season per the university. Kolick's struggles in the classroom continued after reports surfaced that he couldn't read earlier this season. Danielle, who is the senior compliance person at Marquette, responds, I could tell you this is unequivocally not true. This is neither funny nor appropriate kick rocks. And it blows my mind the amount of people that quote tweeted that or responded to that tweet like, brah, 
Dude couldn't read? It's like, are you kidding me? This is what happens in the day where if you have a blue check mark, you're more likely to be a fraud than an actual Big J journalist. It's disgusting, man. As a former Big J journalist that earned his blue check mark, and they took it away from me and gave it to Simon Charles, who's making disparaging comments about Tyler Kolek, I won't stand for it. It's deceitful. It's dirty. It's disgusting. It's a disgrace. Well, as a fellow Big J that absolutely earned his stripes as well, Simon Charles is, uh, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's a master at his craft. The senior compliance person at Marquette didn't do anyone any favors by actually responding to the allegations. Quote tweeting. Quote tweeting. It, it reached like a million people. Probably wouldn't even reported this. Yeah, like no, and then dude, Twitter X, Twitter X notes literally has a you know the community notes. They literally say this has been proven false. Tyler Cole can in fact read. That's how far this has gone. So now we're wondering, like I would have never saw this tweet in a million years. This girl's clearly not you know in a, an HR type of a role or media type of role. Because this wasn't the move. And now all this kid's going to hear for the rest of his college career is like, hey, buddy, you want to like read off a page of a Harry Potter book? We'll pay you, you know, the, the old 50 cent Floyd Mayweather thing. So kudos to this kid. If he wants to really break the Internet, he gets on Instagram live right now and he reads a page from a textbook. Just Well, here's people. what he did. Well, he that would be well. nice. Well, yeah, he obviously can read because he um, he sent out his GPA picture of his GPA and he's got a three nine three. Congratulations, Tyler Cole. That means, dude, that means nothing. He, all, he also averages like 13 and 10. Anybody that averages 13 and 10 is going to have an above a three GPA in college basketball. Come on. What are we talking about? Unless you're Jihad Muhammad or James White circa 2007 um, NIT Bearcats. All right. New segment, the Scam Hunters. AI's gone too far, officially. And Houdini's seeing these pictures in real time. We're going to post these to our Instagram page, the reaction of Houdini seeing this real time. So be sure to follow at the Chatter Podcast along with giving us the five-star review. But Willy Wonka, a website, williechocolateexperience.com, in the UK, a group of fraudsters, crooks, put on this event, created a website through AI with words spelled wrong everywhere. Like, the, the fakest thing you've ever seen, but looked beautiful. This is uh, what it actually looked like, Houdini. Let's get a picture up real quick for you. You get to react in real time. This is what it was supposed to be, the Enchanted Garden. How can you not take your kids to this? If you had kids, Houdini, you'd be bringing them there. This is what we actually got when people showed up. That's the picture of the warehouse that they have um, with just one little photo in the background. Let's give you another one. Here's the uh, the rainbow that they have there. This is just like an abandoned warehouse where they charged people $60. And then my favorite 60 bucks? is the Oompa Loompa. How can you not love that? And literally. <laughs> it's like a fucking meth cooker. <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, the best part, man. That's the best part. Here's the headline. Willy Wonka immersive event leaves kids in tears. Quote, it looks like a meth lab. What was billed as an immersive experience seemingly inspired by Willy Wonka movies, turned into the firefest of unofficial movie tie-ins. There were hundreds of people that went to this place. The police were called. I don't understand it. How does this happen? 
And, and I'm not even saying how do the people show up because you can fall for that AI. You see that website, you're like, oh, let's take the knees here. That looks great. But how do the people putting this on that are real businessmen, like Willy Wonka himself that was performing at this event, was like a comedian that they hired off the streets. And he's like, sure, I'll do it. How do you show up and go through with it? There was one, there was a video I saw on Twitter where he's like trying to reenact a, a scene from the movie and all of a sudden a skeleton just pops out. And he's like, ah, the kids start screaming. I'm like, there's no skeletons in Willy Wonka. What are we doing here? My God, this is amazing. I mean, honestly, give him credit though. This is a great idea. Like, honestly, it sounds awesome. Like, if you were, like, a big Willy Wonka fan, a little kid, you get the golden ticket. That grandpa all of a sudden learns how to walk again. It's uh, – I understand the intrigue of going to an event like this. Probably do a little more due diligence. So, I think – I mean, obviously, everybody involved in this got super high and decided that they were going to create this multi-billion dollar company and be the next Disney World. Um, turns <laughs> out it was just some chick with a green wig smoking Marlboro Reds with like a fucking a bunch of like, what what is that? Like a chemistry room? Like she got like a chemistry kit online and there's smoke everywhere. Like I hope they turned some kid into a blueberry and he's like went off to the sky. <laughs> it's literally, dude, it's, it's literally way. like a, uh, it's like a packaging warehouse. I mean, just describe what this place looks like for the people. I'll, I'll fire it back up for you. Yeah. Fire it back up. Yeah. For the, for the audio. So it, it almost looks like it's like the uh, storage area of a, of a high school stadium, like in the back. <laughs> God, that is unbelievable. I might, I would pay to go to this as an adult just to see how absurd it is. Like, I'd give 60 bucks to see what these guys put together. Um, yeah, kudos to them. Did they get uh, legal trouble for this? Um, still working on that. Still working on sifting out some of the facts. I'm sure that there wasn't as much money involved, like in Firefest. So he's not a, uh, the guy that put it on is not a, and the name's escaping me right now. But Billy McFarland, was that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Did he do this? Did Billy McFarland have something to do it with it? It wasn't Billy McFarland, but it may have been one of his stepbrothers. I don't know. So Some good lines I saw on Reddit. It looks like the kids were crying because it was a sad, mostly empty room that was tremendously disappointing. Not because it was a terrifying death trap like the movies. Yeah, I mean, we got Augustus Gloop drowning in chocolate. We got Mike TV all stretched out. Whatever the hell happened to him. You're right. Uh, Violet Beauregard's a blueberry eating bubblegum. Veruca Salt's falling down a trash can. And, and freaking, you know, Grandpa Joe is back to the walker after he, um, after he eats that damn everlasting gobstopper from Slugworth. Uh, anyways, apparently they did not have the scary tunnel. Of course, one could argue that a Willy Wonka-inspired event that ended with angry parents and crying children is more authentic to Dahl's novel than any of the recent Wonka movies. I agree with that. And um, another good one, apparently on the Facebook page for that site, some woman came to it and posted a GoFundMe saying she's going to put on a nice event for all the kids that were let down and everyone's sending her cash now. I mean, what kind of world do we live in? Just so many buffoons out there so many buffoons i mean that's why the scams are so lucrative man we got people thinking they got the golden ticket to willy wonka's factory and they probably thought it was real i mean it doesn't look that far off of johnny depp's version of willy wonka that kind of looks like exactly what i saw it's very creepy 
Um, and that, that Reddit comment is hilarious because if you really dissect that movie, it really is like a horror film. Like kids are just being miniaturized. They're turning into blueberries. Grandpa's getting launched into space. It's actually a terrifying film, um, but a good one. A good one, I will say. Another scam. This one's happening in Philly right now. The fans of the Philadelphia Phillies getting scammed out of Dollar Dog Night. Phillies and Dollar Dog Night's been a thing for forever. But recently, due to food fights in the stands and players throwing frankfurters at right fielders. You know, they're like, hey, Matt Holiday, screw you! And throwing hot dogs at him. They got rid of it, unfortunately. Your thoughts on Dollar Dog Night no longer being a thing in Philly? It's tough to hear. It's tough to hear. I know the Costco CEO, I think we've said that before. He's he's fired up. He told the CFO if they if they increase the price of the dollar hot dog and soda combo that he was gonna kill him. He said that in a board meeting. So I can imagine he's pissed off. Hopefully he's not from Philly. But come on, man. Dollar dog night in Philly, they're gonna cancel it because people were tossing around Frankfurt's. What's the harm? What did the hot dog kill anybody? No, there's much worse things that the Philly could be doing than launching a hot dog at the right fielder. The right fielder this, probably enjoyed it. This is the same fan base that tried to bring in the emotional support alligator Wally, and they got an issue with hot dogs? Let's get 15 of them and launch them at Matt Holiday for the rest of the game. Like, <laughs> they just can't control themselves since the, they're only a dollar. We have to literally launch them at either our own fans or opposing players. This could be – this would be a great – it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode. If anyone watches, if anyone's a fan of the show, I could see them doing a whole show on this alone. Yeah, no, I'd love that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, DeVito chucking hot dogs. Danny, um, apparently Cincy Chili Week went down in uh, February. How was it? I, I love that you, you sent me this elaborate rundown with just a bunch of good topics, and you're like, just add anything you want to talk about. And all I added was... Cincy Chili Week, organizational failure, top to bottom, okay? If you don't know this, if you're not a local person, Cincinnati has set up, and they, they do a great job. They have these weeks of different foods. So they have, like, Burger Week, Taco Week, Pizza Week, and it's pretty – they have an app and everything that you can go and find. There's, like, 50 different um, restaurants that offer – chili of the of the week and they have a, a discount or burger of the week and it's like a five dollar with burger and fries from like 50 different places so i've been a diehard fan of this every time it comes around i get i get hyped up and i wanted to do some like content for the show too and like rate you know 15 burger joints or 15 fucking and chili week i was like this is perfect the marketing team on chili week I'm the first guy to know about this stuff. I didn't find out it was from February 19th to 25th. I found out about this on like the 23rd. We're four days in. I didn't hear a peep. Nobody's promoting it. Nobody's talking about it. We're a chilly town. And I was just disappointed. And this is the first one they've done. We are known for our chili, Chuck. And it was dead silent. From the mayor to city council, everybody had a part to play in this and it's just a disaster top to bottom. And, and I, frankly, I'm fed up with it. And uh, I think we need changes. We need big changes in this city next year. We're going to be on top of this. I saw a tweet That's that skyline rant. was not involved in chili week. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't, I don't think Skyline. Yeah. Like the, the number one chili joint in the world 
did not participate. So that probably leads you to why there nobody gave a shit about the chili week. Because that would have been a fun thing, right? You go around, you try the different chilies, see if there's, I guarantee yeah, there's a few yeah, of these places. I, I that... get it. Look, all these people out there, oh, let's get Camp Washington chili. And hey, Stacy, what do you say we go down to Mount Washington chili? Or oh, let's go over to Blue Ash chili. I mean, <laughs> that's what Cincinnati's known for, right? All these Price Hill chili, all these chili places everywhere. They're just diners, dude. They're just diners with, with subpar chili. Play the hits. Skyline's delicious. These other places, if you support small business, sure, go there. But I typically go there and get, like, some gravy cheese fries and a a roast beef sandwich that's literally not just a double-decker. I'm pretty sure it's a quadruple-decker. You know those places I'm talking about where they give you a sandwich oh, yeah, the size yeah. of, yeah, it's like the Leaning Tower of roast beef. I mean, it's... <laughs> kind of off topic but i do think it's hilarious if there's ever a national game in cincinnati whatever it's a reds game Bengals game uc's playing on espn they force the fucking broadcasters to have a segment on the chili they're like tom i heard you had a you had spaghetti with chili on it yesterday he's like i i did and he's like how's your ass tom like it's got to be on fire right and they do it every single time they do the same thing with like the kansas city barbecue it's like can we have any more and i get it but it's like do we have anything else to say about cincinnati other than we put chili <laughs> on spaghetti i mean that's like all they say ever apparently not man chili week it's um it's something that you won't attend again or will you potentially give it another chance next year no i i want to that, that's the thing i think that's why i'm so upset about it is that i had I had big dreams, man. I thought that's the most passion I've heard in your voice. Good. Yeah, that's the most passion I've heard in your yeah. voice on the show. Like literally, even after we lost to Xavier. Right. Yeah, that might be concerning. I'm more pissed off about Chili Week. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna be ready to rock next year. I might get on like whatever organization runs Cincy Chili Week, and I might be like the biggest promoter. <laughs> and get I'm on the board, handing out flyers. You're gonna be on the board. Yeah, I'm gonna be. The board Chairman. of trustees of the Chili Week Committee. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Somebody has to take it on. It's a massive responsibility. Okay, and I need I need to repay this city. We need to repay the citizens here and show them what we're really about. And Chili Week is no joke. And we need to change that because this week or last week it was a joke, man. We didn't we didn't do a good job. Yeah, Chili Week. More successful than Willy Wonka's immersive lab. Uh, who knows? It's up for debate there. On the train, cowboy hats. Are you on the train with cowboy hats? I recently saw a, a store that sold nothing but cowboy hats in the Chicago suburbs, and my mother-in-law said, why don't you go in there and get a cowboy hat? And I thought to myself, what would Houdini say? Am I on or off the train with cowboy hats? Let me ask you this. Are you a cowboy? Do you herd cattle? I guess you could say, like, are you a baseball player? Like, if you wear, like, a baseball cap. Are you, do you play shortstop? No, you don't. So, I mean, I guess that could be a, a semi-fair argument, but not really. Um, I would say you got to, I'll say for your sake, Chuck, you are off the train. You cannot pull a cowboy hat off. How do you know? I can't either. I just try, I just know. The people know, too. Everyone is a great, nodding in their car. They're going, yeah, it's, that would be a tough look. <laughs> we can't, Chuck can't be doing cowboy hats. Um, I would look like an absolute ass clown as well. So don't get me wrong, but you gotta be, I think it's like a Texas only thing. 
Because I think, like, you can pull it off in, in Texas. So if you do a little vacation in, you know, Dallas or something, throw on the cowboy hat. But I think it's tough to pull off unless you got that, like, rugged, you know, country-type look. Some people got it. I sure as hell don't. Um, I mean, I, I guess, you know, me and Chesney, I could look like Chesney probably. <laughs> I'm honestly thinking about just getting the cowboy hat and starting to wear it everywhere. See what people say, you know? Why not, man? Why not? Turn to a cowboy overnight. Yeah, I I was watching um by the way, sidebar, True Detective season 2 is not bad at all. I literally skipped it cuz everyone said it was ass. It is not bad, and it just reminded me cuz he's like wanted by all these people, Colin Farrell, and he has to meet somebody in an airport. And he's like a fugitive. Not to uh, spoil it, but whatever. He's a fugitive. And he goes to the airport in a fucking cowboy hat. He's the only one in the entire airport. I'm like, is that not the biggest, like, hello, I'm in the airport? Everybody's looking at the guy wearing a cowboy hat. I just thought that was absurd. So if you're wanted, do not recommend wearing a cowboy hat out because you will get some, uh, some eyeballs. Okay, cowboy hats off the train. How about this one? Are you on the train with earrings if you're a dude? This seems like a pointed question. No, we both uh, had them. We both had the uh, the old double ear pierce back in uh, our collegiate days, early collegiate days. But are you on the train? Because it feels like they they disappeared. Yeah. You know, they were a big thing back in the mid-2000s. You had the Nick Lachey's of the world. You had the, uh, you know, all the Backstreet Boys. Justin Timberlake had them, I'm pretty sure. Like, earrings for dudes were cool, man. They were cool. No one has earrings anymore. But once you get into, like, I don't know, you're doing, like, a fucking corporate job and you're wearing diamond earrings and you're 36, it's like, okay, what what the hell's he got going on? <laughs> so, honestly, at the end of the day, wear what the hell you want to wear. Um, but, yeah, I'm on the train. I, I think uh, people get a bad rap. I haven't worn them. Every Halloween, I'll still pop those suckers in just so I can just, you know, make sure that I'm still alive. And throw on some like you know some hoop earrings or some diamonds just to you know feel young again. So I still got it. I still got it if I need to pull it out. Still in the arsenal. But yeah, I'm personally on the train. What about you? I'm personally on the train. One thousand percent on the train. Society told me I couldn't be on the train, so I had to get rid of them. And my ears closed up. And at this point, I'm not re-piercing those things. Um, I there liked you them. Go. You know, yeah. I, th- I thought I could rock them, and then I went home. You're one right, time. dude. Society. It's it society changed. that threw us off. Society, man. I went I went home one time and went out to the night before Thanksgiving when everyone's out and went out to Crowley's in, in Cincinnati. And someone saw me and, and just called me a douche. He didn't even really know me. And he's just like, you look like a douche. And I, I never wore him again after that. Literally, never wore him again. But I'm on the train, 1,000%. Jesus, Chuck, you let what one no, you I definitely got that too. Like random, like in college even. You know what? I'm triple on the if you if you're hey, if you're out there and you're 36 and you work an accounting job and you want to rock the diamonds, do it. Do it. It's life's too short. Do it. Don't don't get crazy. Don't do in like the cartilage up top. Don't don't get carried away. But throw on the earrings and get in there and do some fucking accounting. Okay. You still love this. We're things, on the train. Man. Used to love those things. My dad told me one time uh, when I was in eighth grade because I was talking about wanting them. And he said, if you ever come back with with your ears pierced, I'll rip those things out. And literally the day after I got out of the eighth grade, I pierced them and came home. And he was just like, please take them out. Please take them out. He didn't rip them out. I promise you that. What did Tim think when you came <laughs> home with the with the earrings? 
I remember that. Uh, Tim didn't, you know, and if you haven't seen my dad, he is just, you know, an Irish, just pale as can be, no tattoos, no piercings of any kind whatsoever. At that point, I don't think he's ever even seen marijuana pot. I think he's heard of it at that point. So he's a conservative individual is what I'm trying to paint the picture to be here. He wasn't pissed at all. He was like, I came down there and like I had like the, I don't know, with the bandages kind of over your ear. And my mom's like, Tim, did you see what Hudson has done? And it was like, yeah, he pierced his ears. And I was expecting some reaction. He's like, as long as he didn't hurt anybody, okay, he's in good standing with me. And then he just went upstairs. I was like, holy shit, we're good. And I was rocking those, uh, rocking those cubic z- zirconium, whatever the – is that the right term? Cubic zirconian? Is that is that what it is? I have no idea. Am I, I just uh, – it's I like just, the fake diamonds. Yeah. No, I just so threw I was in rocking those, those uh, ever since. Yeah, just threw in those circles. Anyways, can't wait to see on Halloween rocking them next year. Hey, speaking of things that, you know, come and go, closing down the bars. We mentioned it. I told you I was 1,000% retired, after hours retired. I lied, man. I lied. I went in the stretch, a little sneaky bender, three Saturdays in a row, shut down the city of Chicago. Went to a piano bar, Red's Redhead Piano Bar, I think is what it's called, in, in River North in Chicago. This place is electric. They play cover songs until 5 o'clock in the morning, so I guess I didn't shut it down. But 4 o'clock in the morning is pretty late. But they play cover songs until 5 o'clock yeah. in the morning down there. And, dude, it's like a time warp down there. You just look down at your phone, you're like, oh, my God, the sun's getting ready to come out. So I'm not off the train yet. I'm still doing it, apparently. I still have it in me. Chicago takes it to another level. Because I remember I went out there with, uh, like, Wrigleyville, and they had some place. I, I guess in general, they just stay open till like, 4 or 5. Oh, yeah. So when I say, you know, when I say I shut down the bar here in Cincinnati, that's JV shit compared to, to you guys out in Chicago. That means I went back at, like, 2. Even nowadays, bars are, like, shutting down at, like, one thirty. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, four, 4 or 5 a.m. or that's like Vegas type shit where you don't know what time it is. It's like another world. So kudos to you, man. You, you can still – you're not as good as you once were, but you're as good once as you ever was, were. In, in this in this case, yeah, in this case three times. As good three times as I ever was. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the next day. That's usually why I don't do it. Like it has nothing to do with in the moment. Like if you're – one of those guys that's saying like, "Oh, it's bad for you." Oh, hush! It's I'll I'll survive. Or if you're saying, "Oh, it's too many calories," I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. The only reason I give a damn is because yeah. it ruins my Sunday. Right? You go to bed at four, even if you get your eight hours and wake up at noon, there's a good chance you're toast. And if you wake up at eight a.m. like you typically do, you're a hundred percent toast. But what I've been doing is the happy medium. I get about six hours of sleep. Right. Go to bed at 5, wake up at 10, 30, 11, something like that. Immediately go and do that Patrick Coyne special. The steam room and the cold plunge. And by 1 o'clock, I'm a new man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Chucky's back. I, I love that. that. Now, that's the healthy lifestyle. You go out to the piano bar Redheads at Wrigleyville. Stay there till 5. Get, get home. Get to bed by 5.30. Do a cold plunge at 11. You're great. You're golden. Doesn't matter that you had 16 tequila lime sodas. You're going to feel great. Um, it's chatter uh, proven. Apparently no, that's, chatter approved. Let Excuse me hop me. in here. Let me hop in and give you the facts here. 
it's it's not it's not a night in your twenties. I'm not going out and ripping Jägermeister till four o'clock in the morning. And and I told you I did some Rumplemans. No, there's no shots involved. What are you doing till five? I'm just I'm just having a, a few vodka sodas. You know, I have one in my hand, and yeah, I mean, I'm not having sixteen by any means. We're just literally hanging out, listening to the piano until five o'clock in the morning, just because. I don't know. I'm not tired. I don't know what to tell you, Houdini. I still I have it. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I got no. Yeah, I got no issues with this. Glad they don't even have the option here because I just have to go home and go to sleep, and then I still feel like shit. I I still. I know I promised I was going to do the cold plunge thing. I got to do it. I haven't done it yet. Apparently, it's it's life changing. We'll finish with our random thought of the day. Kind of pertains to the cold plunge, but just the locker room in general. I found this observationally ridiculous the other day you're in the locker room and it's like the different generations change differently and the females that are listening it may be different for you but just to explain it for dudes if you're over the age of like 70 let's start let's start off young if you're under the age of 20 you know you're probably going to the stall changing you're under the age of like 35 you're going with the towel over the waist you're dropping the undies underneath you're putting the undies on you know stealth mode you're over the age of like 60, you're strutting around that locker room bare ass. It's it's wild. It's wild. Are we going to be that way when we're 60 or is this just generationally different? You slowly care less and less about covering your your balls up. You're like what what's the point? I I literally oh, just side note in general, Chuck, I did join another gym. So, I'm still I have not yet been able to cancel Planet Fitness cuz I know it's going to be I'm going to have to probably go to court and have like 12 jurors vote in my my favor to actually get that canceled. But this one has like a legit locker room and like the towel service. And you were right. This, this older guy, like the first day I ever went there, was just in the locker room after showering. And then he just like looks over. He's like, you work around here? And I like looked over and he was just nuts and balls just right in my face, like just not covering up at all. I was like. I, I I do I do work around here, sir. And he's like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah. He's like, not a lot of people have found the hidden gem here yet. And I was like, is he referring to his own penis? I don't know. <laughs> he was referring to the gym. He was referring to the gym, folks. But yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. Um, the older people get, the less they give a shit, and it makes sense because you're like, why do I care? It's like when you're. Uh, you know, back in the day, like, you know, if you got made fun of or something for, you know, some bullshit, your haircut sucked and you were like crying about it, your dad or mom would always be like, who gives a shit? Who really cares? Like, what do you mean? It's like, well, yeah, dad, it's because everyone at school is calling me a fucking bullhead. Okay. It does bother <laughs> me. And like, they don't understand because they don't care anymore. So it's just all based on age and getting older, not giving a shit anymore. So one day, I think uh, we'll be doing this. We'll same be thing. there. All right, that does it for the chatter with Chuck and Houdini. Remember, folks, we'll have the perfect week during the uh, during March Madness opening weekend. We'll do a show every single day. We'll live stream it on YouTube, but we need those 35 stars to get it done. We have the clientele to do it. Hop on that app right now, toss it that five-star hey, review, and we will see you soon. What's up? Finish with a final thought. Chuck, no, what I, I want to know so people can kind of count down. What are we at star rating wise now, so we can stick to this uh, this promise? One twenty nine on pulled up. One twenty nine on Apple, and I think it's like twenty nine on on Spotify, something like that. Okay, so we'll so go with like we'll go combined, with one sixty total. We need to get to one ninety combined. 
All right, perfect. 190 combined with Spotify and Apple. Do your do your job, folks. Do your job, and uh, we will do ours for a full week. Uh, I'm just learning that we're now committing to this, so we'll see. <laughs> Make it happen, folks. See ya.